Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. An Erio's original. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stutton. And I producer Maria. Melissa, do we have any patrons this week? We do. We have the original chair bear and Sammy. Welcome to the team, folks. I'm very excited for today's main episode. Yesterday, I discovered this show called Untold Stories of the ER. Amazing show. With I thought it was a documentary, and it turned out to be some of the worst reenactments I've ever seen in it's my amazing. entire life, which makes it even more enjoyable. I put some of them on my Instagram stories and on my main Instagram if you want to check them out. We'll put some on the Webcrawler's Instagram as well. Which led me to another show called Sex Sent Me to the ER. What? Let me tell you about the dark, hidden world of ER reenactment shows. It's incredible. So I thought it would be fun to do just a light, fun, funny, crazy episode about crazy ways that people end up going to the ER. Love a it. lot a lot of these stories involve giantes and buttholes. <laughs> Some oh, of no. them include wieners and penises. Penises. And we, penises. we are lucky enough to have a paramedic on the show who has witnessed some crazy things as well. So let's get <laughs> into it. First of all, one thing that I've heard, which is very interesting to me, is there's a correlation between the full moon and the amount of people who go to hospitals. You know, I was watching that show 911. Yes. Like the remake. 
Yeah. And one of the episodes was on full, it was a full moon. And they're like, oh, we better get ready because people go crazy when there's a full moon. Like there's more calls. Yes. So 40% of medical professionals believe that the moon phases influence human behavior. That's based on a National Institute of Health That's study. crazy. Yes. So in 2011, this study looked at more than 5,400 patients to try to find a correlation between the moon cycle and psychiatric emergency room visits. And it showed, the data showed that there actually is an increase. Well, people turning into werewolves. Well, it, yes, exactly. It's called the twilight theory. Um, there is actually an increase in visits. Not huge, but there is an increase. There's also a stronger correlation between severe illness and aggressive behaviors in the beginning and the end of the moon cycle. Hmm. So... You might wonder, why is that? They attributed it to changes in, quote, neural and endocrine cell fluids and functionality, whatever that means. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, believe <it. laughs> I believe it. But I would also imagine a lot of women I know cycle with the moon. That's what I was thinking. Like women be crazy during and women be crazy. I bet women be stabbing their husbands, yeah, getting into a bunch of shopping accidents, choking on bonbons. Shopping accidents. Shopping accidents. And they gotta go. They gotta go to the hospital. Uh, this man named Doctor. Oh my god! I was just so misogynistic. I, I just said a man oh. named Doctor Beecher. I don't oh know if it's a man or god. a woman. Oh, and no, that was after you said women got into shopping accidents. <laughs> So yeah, well, it was like okay. a pretty intense three minutes. Wait, as, as the patient I, is his son. Yeah, the as, <laughs> no. What is it? It's the doctor said. The oh my god, that cannot operate on this person. This is my son, or this. What was? What is, it? What is that? It's I don't know. Sorry. Google it. What's that joke? I cannot operate. I don't think it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> What's that joke about female doctors? <laughs> what is it? It's wait. I can't. I'm just gonna type in. I can't operate. That's <laughs> that's my, my son. Okay, it's coming up. A father. Okay, here it is. A f- <laughs> Maybe this is a joke. A father and son are in a car accident. The father dies at the scene and the son is rushed to the hospital. At the hospital, the surgeon looks at the boy and says, I can't operate on this boy. He is my son. What? How I thought this- the dad died in the car accident. Exactly. <sighs> that is a joke. It's a goof. Or what is it? A conundrum? It's a riddle. It's a riddle. It's a riddle that shouldn't be a riddle. It's, it's a, a riddle that buster. shouldn't exist. It's a brain is buster. what it is. Do you remember, did you ever, to go on a little tangent, did you ever have those brain busters or whatever? They were little books when you were a kid and each one was a riddle like that and you'd have to solve it? No. Mm-mm. Oh God, I have to think of the name. Anyways, it turns out this doctor is a man as I keep reading. So Dr. Beecher, <laughs> who of practiced course. emergency medicine for 40 years, recalls his experiences as chairman of emergency services at Atlanticare Regional Medical Center in Atlantic City, New Jersey. He says, you could almost tell the phase of the moon by how crowded the area of the ED was. 
So interesting correlation. Another popular correlation is ghosts and hospitals. Oh, yeah. Hospitals are probably haunted as hell. Oh, yeah. There's a spooky, spooky fucking places. Yeah, like abandoned hospitals are the scariest places in the world. (laughs) Abandoned or not, let me tell you. A lot of nurses and patients report seeing ghosts in hospitals. This one nurse named Beth Wilson, I found her on Quora, one of the best websites around. She wrote, and I quote, I worked in intensive care for 12 years, and I saw some strange things. By the way, I want to be a reenactment actress, so if you like the work I've done today on these rereadings, you can book me. You could do it. Oh, I I think you could too. I'd be incredible. If you're a casting agent, hit me up. One night, we had four patients in a row lose very important lines. I don't know what that means. No one was in the room with them. Our desks were designed so that we had a desk between two patient rooms. We could see both rooms from one desk. The patients were sedated on the vent. The first had a central line that pulled out. Okay. We managed that, stabilized the patient, and then the next patient pulled out their breathing tube. The next, a feeding tube. The next, another breathing tube. There was no reason we could figure out for this. Oh, they were Some, pulling out their tubes? All of them just started pulling out their tubes, I guess. Some, I, I think she's alluding to something supernatural was pulling out their stuff. Mm. Some patients would see a little boy in red pajamas come to their door or into their rooms. Uh-uh. The patient would die soon afterwards. No. Oh, no. Yeah. I only had one patient that saw him. She had a stroke. We were doing comfort care only. I was working the night shift. Throughout the night, she had periods of being afraid, so I would hold her hand and we would talk the best she could, and that would calm her down. During one such talk, she said, watch out for Bruce. Bruce is my dad's name. The woman didn't know me, did not know my dad, and I had made no mention of him while taking care of her. I said, who is Bruce? Thinking maybe it was someone close to her. She laughed and said, you know who he is. You look just like him. I had chills all over. I do look like my dad, just like him. She said, watch out for him. Make sure he doesn't fall. And then she drifted to sleep. A little while after that, she saw the little boy dressed in red. She asked who he was and why we had children in the unit. I told her we didn't. We it haven't was, had children in here for a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> it was an adult ICU. I asked her to describe him. She said, I guess he's about two or so, blonde, wearing red pajamas. He comes to the door and just stares at me. He doesn't come inside. She died later that day on the shift. Are you thinking two seems too young? I'm thinking, what do these pajamas look like? I was thinking it's like a onesie with a butt flap. 
was what I in my head. Is I what was I'm thinking they were like kind of like there's like you know the ones you get at Christmas that are like yes. like the expensive ones. I'm talking about like the button up silk ones yeah. where you've got like long oh. pants and then long sleeves. Okay, you're you know like something a like a kid in, in like the silk pajamas. Well, I didn't. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> I wasn't thinking a two year old. I was thinking like a seven year old yeah, in like so 1940s I. pajamas. Yeah, I think she's wrong that he's two, just based on my own imagination. <laughs> But I like that you're thinking a seven-year-old in like Hugh Hefner-style pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Slick as hell. We had superstitions about certain things, she continues, such as if a patient was dying, tie a knot in the bedsheet and the patient would last through your shift. Or if a patient was dying and it seemed to be unusually prolonged, open the doors or windows and give their spirits somewhere to go. Oh. <laughs> sometimes patients would hold on. So be careful if you're in the hospital and then nurse open opens the door. <laughs> you're fucked. Some, you're fucked. <laughs> sometimes patients would hold on until a certain loved one arrived at the hospital to say their goodbyes. I remember my grandma died as soon as I left the room, which was oh. really weird. Yeah. Um, some patients would hold on until a date had passed so that they wouldn't die on an anniversary or birthday or another important date. Occasionally, we'd have a room where several patients in a row would die. So we started asking the chaplain to cleanse the room after three deaths, and then that would always end the cycle. Oh, weird. Very weird stuff. There were several stories like this, but I just... Yeah, there's got to be so many spooky stories in hospitals. Yeah, but I just was gagging to move on to sex sent me to the ER. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So this is a show on TLC and it's about weird sex stuff that sends people to the ER. I'll say from a personal uh, story or personal is the wrong thing. It happened to a friend and I swear (laughs) to God it did happen Uh to a friend. (laughs) I I, I don't mean personal. I mean a friend. Uh, Your cousin's friend. I I swear on my life this did not happen to me. I swear Uh on, I swear on my grandma's life and the only ever time I swore on that was about how much I love the movie boss dog idea (laughs) I had I had a friend (laughs) I had a friend who she and her boyfriend went to the farmer's market and they bought cucumbers and he he had sex he stuck the cucumber up her vagina did he rinse it off first no so he didn't and she got a raging raging infection and she had to go to the ER and tell the doctor because it was it was not a regular bacterial infection that you would get from sex. It was a it was farm infection. Yeah, it was like a it was a farm infection. Why so did she they to, do that? I don't. I don't kink shame here, Maria. So no, I I'm had, not, but I'm just that's fine. You can do what you want, but like, why wouldn't you rinse it off and like why why it just seems like a lot of choices were made. It was. Maybe they were just in the heat of the moment unpacking the farmer's market groceries and it just, they just it slipped in. It just slipped right in. It slid right in the giny hole. And so she had to tell the ER doctor that her boyfriend, now husband though, so everything ends up oh, okay. oh, happy nice. in the end. Them together. <laughs> yeah. The cucumber that brings you together keeps you together. She had to tell him that she had stuck a cucumber up her vagina. Anyways, that was not from the show that happened to Should be. My friend. Uh Here's one story from the show. There's this bartender lady and a customer is 
in and he's the last one there. He's handsome. They're both a little wasted. It's the end of the night. And she has always wanted to have sex on the mechanical bull at her bar. Oh, no. she, She says to the guy, hey, do you want to have sex with me on the mechanical bull? And he's like, hell yeah, baby, let's do this. Oh, no. So they start, she turns on that mechanical bull, they hop on there, and they start having sex. Everything's good at first. She doesn't put it too high so that they get bucked off. They're just enjoying their time. All of a sudden, she gets electrocuted in her (gasps) vagina. She feels, just wait, she feels Pulsing electricity burning through her hoo-ha. She's thrown off the bull. She looks at her sexual partner. He's being electrocuted all through his body in his penis and his balls. He falls to the floor. He starts having a seizure. She's so confused. She runs over to him. She touches him, and then she gets electrocuted again. She's so confused. She calls 911. They're both being electrocuted and in so much pain. The paramedics come. They touch the guy. And when they touch the guy, they get electrocuted again. And they're so confused. Their first (laughs) assumption is that the electrocution came from the bull. Yeah. They ask the guy, like, do you have a pacemaker? Could that be it? He says no. It turns out he has a defibrillator in his body, and it wasn't properly oh. calibrated. <gasps> and what? so, yeah. And so from the sex and from riding the bull, his heart rate had gone a little bit up. So it had started shocking him. And because they were having sex and they were essentially one body at the time since they were united... The shock went through his heart, down his body, through his penis, dong, and into her vagina. And oh my God. created a circuit system where it was just shocking the both of them. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So they had to go to the ER. They had to recalibrate the defibrillator and then give her anesthetic and told her to sit on a bag of ice for a while and refrain from Uh, refrain from mechanical bull sex oh my god yeah so that's one story from sex sent me to the er i can't imagine what the reenactment was for that oh it was (laughs) it was pretty good and i would have been fantastic at it i bet here's one that's not so sweet A woman and her (laughs) husband. Okay. A woman and her husband. It's post-Halloween. They have kids. They've been in that Halloween kid grind for a while, picking out costumes, going to trick-or-treat parades at school, taking their kids trick-or-treating, going to Halloween parties. They're exhausted. Finally, trick-or-treating has passed, and they get a night off from doing kid stuff, and they decide, we can finally have sex, and let's spice it up. Uh They go through their kid's trick-or-treat bag, and they find some Pop Rocks. And the woman says, 
no, no, no. I wonder what would happen if I put these up my vagina. It's going to hurt. Yeah, it does. Why would... She thinks, if I put these up my vagina, maybe it will be fun for some oral sex or for if we're having penetrative sex, maybe it will add some explosions or who knows what. I guess. The pop rocks dissolve and cause an immediate and severe allergic and burning reaction in her vagina, it swells up, swells clothes, and gets the man's penis stuck in her vagina. What? It essentially swells around his penis because she has an allergic reaction and he can't get his penis out. Wow. What? Yeah. So then they have to call a babysitter for the kids. And While they're still <laughs> united, as you said. While they're still united <laughs> in holy matrimony, and go call an ambulance and go to the ER and get histamine and clean out all the pop rocks from her vagina so that they can be <laughs> separated oh from my God. one another. So, moral of the story is don't stick candy up your vahuha. Yeah. Here's one Here's one that's even weirder. There's a patient and his significant other come into the ER holding ventriloquist dummies. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. And they refuse to speak to anyone. They refuse to speak to the nurse. They will only speak through the ventriloquist dummies. Okay. What? <laughs> yeah. So there are two professional ventriloquists, this couple, and they are in a fight. The ventriloquist dummy says that the man's penis hurts. So the man doesn't says this. He's like, Carl's penis is killing him. And the nurse is like, oh, my God. Like, can you talk or is the ventriloquist going to talk the whole time? They, The nurse looks at the guy's dick and he sees that the tip is super swollen And the foreskin is retracted and stuck back. And he's uncircumcised. This is a condition, I guess, called paraphimosis, they say. It's where the foreskin is cutting off blood flow to the penis. So Ah. basically, the foreskin gets stuck and acts like a rubber band and cuts off air, cuts off blood flow to the penis. It's like when a ring gets stuck on your finger and it's too tight. If untreated, he could lose his wiener. Meanwhile, this whole time, the ventriloquist is the one telling this story. And his significant other, who feels fine, is there yelling through her ventriloquist dummy at him and the nurse. This was all reenacted. Oh, and this is all reenacted for the show with two people... Their ventriloquist dummy and the nurse. By the way, the best things about these shows is that the people playing the nurses and the doctors are usually the actual nurses and doctors doing the acting. Oh, huh. that's, that's right. I yes. remember watching episodes because they did like a talking head thing, but like the actual doctor would be there and I'd be like, huh. Yeah, which I don't understand how that's not a violation of like HIPAA laws, but because I guess maybe they're not they're not disclosing who the actual yeah, if it's happened anonymous. to. 
Yeah, I guess it's anonymous, but it's actors for the patients, and then it's the actual doctors fulfilling their weird acting dreams. Who who don't know how to act, who are just even worse than these Yes, which is honestly what makes the show, I think, so good. so crazy. (laughs) Yes. So apparently one of the ways to cure paraphimosis is to stick your penis in a bowl of sugar. (laughs) What? Apparently... Sugar can draw out the fluid and things. So it's like oh, rice like with rice. your phone. It, yes. Yes. Rice with the phone is to sugar with a penis. So <laughs> Okay, got it. The nurse comes in with a bowl of sugar and the the spouse ventriloquist dummy is like, I'm not gonna let you put my husband's dick in a bowl of sugar. I'm gonna do that. So the nurse has to give the sugar to the woman's ventriloquist dummy. And the ventriloquist dummy holds the bowl of sugar and the man puts the penis in it. <laughs> what? And then after a while, the nurse comes back in and the penis has not fixed itself. Uh-oh. So there's another method that works. Uh-oh. Essentially, it's jerking the guy off. Oh. You have to hold the tip of the penis or something and wait for the blood to flow or, you know, finagle it around, which I'm surprised they haven't tried already, but we'll find out in a minute why. They do this, and the ventriloquist dummy is furious that the nurse has to touch (laughs) the wiener of the guy. It fixes the penis And then they find out later through a dialogue with the two ventriloquist dummies that this happened to him through a lap dance at a strip club. And apparently this is a phenomenon with uncircumcised penises that the friction from a lap dance can cause paraphimosis. Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, Now, this is not from sex at the ER, but I thought it was pretty interesting A woman came into the ER. She was in her 30s, perfectly healthy, complaining of severe, severe heart pain. They did a full check on her. She was fine. Her blood tests were normal. All of her labs were normal. They did an EKG on her, and her EKG was that of someone having a heart attack. She had the EKG of someone in their 80s with severe heart failure. Uh-oh. It turned, yes, and then they did a um, ultrasound or whatever on her heart, but her heart was totally healthy. There is something called broken heart syndrome. She had just gone through a breakup, and it's a temporary heart condition that can be caused by stressful situations and extreme emotions. Yes. And basically, it can swell up the heart temporarily, and it causes the heart to work improperly and contract and squeeze uh, like more forcefully, and it mimics the dynamic of a heart attack. So it isn't an actual heart attack, but it causes the same arrhythmia of a heart attack. And it can reverse in days or weeks. It causes chest pain, shortness of breath, and irregular EKGs. Um, So you cannot die from a broken heart, but you can almost have a heart attack. That's sad. Yeah, interesting. Interesting (laughs) to know. That's sad. 
Now some other weird ER stories that are not sexual. This I just thought was cool. This is from BuzzFeed. One time a kid shoved a popcorn kernel up his nose and didn't tell his parents. Oh no, oh no. No, this is actually really cool. And then his nose nose temperature got too hot. No, no. And the popcorn started popping. (laughs) Oh my God. So it came out like an air popper. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. Which honestly is pretty tight. I wonder how that feels. I wonder how that feels. I would think it kind of feels good. Like I would think it's like I could breathe for the first time, like expanding my nostril surface <laughs> yeah, that area. That kind of nice. That kind of feels kind of nice. How hot? How do you get your nose that hot? I don't know. This seems like an urban legend. This seems like an urban legend. How hot do you need it to pop popcorn? Well, what's temperature in a microwave? (laughs) Okay, this might be. (laughs) (laughs) It says it it has to be 400 degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) That might be an urban legend. Let's Google this one more time. Can you pop popcorn in, <laughs> in your, your nose? nose. It doesn't I don't see it. I don't. Uh... Did you just make this up? No, <laughs> I swear to God. Where did you find this? <laughs> I found it on fakestories.net. Yeah, oh. urbanlegends.com. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, here's another story from Thrillist. It's called Never Trust a Plastic Surgeon from a Hardware Store. In 2009, I mean, good advice. In 2009, (laughs) there was a patient presented to the emergency room in Rhode Island. She had some form of hydrogel, that's what she called it, injected in large volume, approximately two liters, one into each buttock. Oh, no. Hydrogel, which she she thought was silicone, was actually bathroom caulking no i've heard of this there's like a lot of stories that was this was a phenomenon yeah stuff this was a phenomenon for a while people thought they were getting like brazilian butt lifts or whatever when kim kardashian and all that was getting popular and they were getting cement and stuff injected into their butt oh my god yeah the patient said that she was injected by someone in Miami who claimed to be a nurse and who performed the procedure in their home. Oh, no. When she came to the ER, she had a high fever and was draining pus <gasps> on both her buttocks, buttocks, no. which were red, swollen, painful, and infected. Uh, we took her to the operating room and because the external substance was so integrated into the tissue within and around the fat cells, I mean, it was, it's caulking, it's cement. We had to make large incisions on both buttocks fat after, I mean, they had to take huge chunks out of her butt. Uh, Afterwards, her buttocks looked like she had been attacked by a bear. (laughs) The only way... And you know, you know what that looks like. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like at all. No, I can imagine. I can imagine. You can't imagine? Just put on your pajama pajama eyeglasses and just imagine a bear attacking a butt. Imagine someone, are you frozen? Or are you just in deep thought? <laughs> I 
Maria's either really Maria's either really deeply thinking about what that looks like for like ten minutes, or she's frozen. I'll just keep talking anyway. Sure. She just imagine taking huge bites out of a peach. Anyways, they had to fully remove the substance. Uh, she was on antibiotics for nearly a week. She ultimately went on the Tyra Bank show. Here's, oh, I think that's where I saw it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's another one that involves butt chugging. Remember, that was also a phenomenon <laughs> when people were drinking alcohol from their butts. Oh, my God. Yes. Remember? So dangerous. So one guy, he had a one liter bottle of vodka inserted into his butt. He had to go on laxatives, charcoal, and use a type of enema uh, to get it out. He was unable to walk, but he passed the bottle on his own. Um, Oh, my God. Here's one that's kind of gross, or it's actually not kind of gross. It's really gross. This is from Rebecca Lee, a registered nurse in New York from Reader's Digest. This is the one time she says she threw up after a client. Oh, no. This is a story of when a gentleman came into the emergency room complaining of extreme rectal pain and a foreign body lodged into his anus. It turned out to be the leg of a wooden stool. Oh, this isn't the one where she threw up. How'd it get there, she asked. He fell into it, and it got stuck inside him. Sure. Uh Sure, buddy. He asked us not to tell his wife, he said. Here's the throw up one. Look who's back. Look who's back. I'm sorry. My internet (laughs) seemed to have gone out, but I'm back now. Good. Here's the throw up one. One memorable day, a young lady arrived in the department weeping bitterly because she had something in her bottom, Dr. Marsden recalls. Dr. Marsden had by now expected it to be something that the young lady had stuck in there herself or something that perhaps a lover had placed in there. Unfortunately, that was not the case. She wishes that it was a wooden stool or a dildo. I asked her to lower her trousers, Dr. Marsden says, and then I I bent down to peer at the object. That's when I realized that there was an object peering back at me. Oh, no. That object was a very large parasitic worm. What? For some reason, I envisioned the worm from, like, Beetlejuice in this woman's butt. <laughs> no. How big does a parasitic worm have to be that you can see it staring back at you out of this woman's butt? <laughs> oh, God. That's like a snake. So apparently she had to pull it out and then she she yacked. <laughs> oh, that. I can't. How are you? Being an ER doctor, you... How are you just not puking all the time? Oh, I would just, I would puke on patients. They'd be like, I stub my toe and I'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) let's take a quick break for announcements. Web Crawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, video episodes, ad-free episodes a day early. Please go to patreon.com slash web crawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month Sorry, (laughs) you can donate as little as $2 a month to become a patron. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, we will shout you out. Also, please give us five stars on Spotify. Don't forget to visit our merch store, webcrawlerspod.com or hothorse.horse if you're nasty. 
And finally, Erios has a hotline. It's really been popping off, and we've been getting tons of messages so far. So please keep them coming. We are actually pretty much caught up. So please yeah. call, call, call. And don't forget the web crawlers challenge. The person who leaves no. the longest message wins. 626-604-6262. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along, and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Now, back to our program. Now, we're very lucky my friend's husband is an EMT. We have an interview with Alex Burnett, EMT. He has some crazy stories of his own. A lot of them include butt things, which you know we love here on this podcast. A, a wicker cornucopia with plastic fruit stuck in her butt. A story about a penis. Uh, giving birth without knowing you're pregnant. So we'll have a lot. We'll have a lot to discuss with him. So here is Alex. I've already introduced you, but basically um, we're doing our whole episode on weird ER stories. Yes. I have heard from Hillary that you have some great ones. Well, I mean, Hillary, Hillary is obsessed with them. Yes, hypes them up a lot. Yeah, I mean, Hillary <laughs> hypes everything up a lot. Yeah, My, yeah. The first one she had told me about was involving a um, wicker cornucopia. <laughs> yeah, that's her favorite. And it's, uh, yeah, so it was, I cannot, I was trying to remember all the details. It was either the day before Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving. But I do remember it was still light out, which... 
what's an important detail for me yes. given the situation. Um, just because the, so we got a call and, uh, you know, it's very rare to actually on the ambulance to get a call for something stuck in someone's uh, rectum because generally people are embarrassed and it's not life-threatening. So they just go to the ER themselves, yeah. right? They don't call 911. Uh, so this was a rare one and we didn't know responding what it was. You know, oh we just God. were told that there was an injury um, and we got there and it was a, I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. what I can only describe is like the Christmas tree shop. I don't, yes. you know, it's like a, mm-hmm. like a pier one type, like it was a wicker <laughs> cornucopia full of fake fruit. How big um, was it? It was sizable. So, I mean, <laughs> the majority of it was outside of it, you know, yeah. and there was only a, I mean, for what I could glean, right? Because we don't, on the ambulance, we're not going to remove this item. All we're there at this point is to just get you to oh, the Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. So, we're not going to try and, because honestly, if something's stuck in there, it can be serious. I mean, it's always funny, <laughs> but it can be very serious, yeah. right? You know, because, because, um, I mean, people have died in the past. Yeah, it could like perforate your colon probably or like internal bleeding. Yeah, And and so so that was the risk because apparently, so these are the details that I've been obsessed with for years, right? So it was still daytime. So it's like, (laughs) oh, this is something they decided in the day to do, right? Because like stuff like this. Were they they drunk or were they like inebriated? He didn't see, you know what? If if he had been drunk, it had burned off, right? Because he was just so upset. Um, So it was a young man. I mean, he was... um, I don't know why this detail matters. He was fit. Um, <laughs> um, and they, um, well, generally you don't have like in shape yes. people on the ambulance. Also, right? was he you alone know? or so, was he with a partner? Nope. So his, his, um, the, a lady he was with, I don't know if they were married okay. or whatever. So she didn't come with us, but so they had, um, another detail that I thought was interesting is they, um, they had put a condom on it. Um, <gasps> so they had, right. So there's only probably two reasons you would do that. Um, <laughs> One, that thing's been other places. <laughs> yeah. And you want to be safe. Or you you know it's something that shouldn't go there and you need to. Yes. And so so the wicker had punctured. The, the reason we were there is because there was this wicker piece that had punctured the condom and basically like a barb oh had my God. hooked in. Oh, oh um, So it was stuck. So on the ambulance, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you're all familiar. Yeah. You generally lay down on a stretcher, which we could not do with this gentleman. So we put him down face first, um, you know, with the cornucopia still there. I mean, because that's what I mean, for all injuries, like let's say you're impaled with something in your arm, you know, we don't, again, we don't remove that. You know, we secure it, get you to the hospital. So we secured the cornucopia with sheets as much as we can, right? You know, you like basically made a donut around his butt so it didn't bounce. But in ambulances, if you've ever been in one, is not a comfortable ride. Oh, yeah. It's you know? like, so yeah. it is, it's very bumpy. So I sat in what's called the jump seat, which is at his head because I didn't want him to see my face, <laughs> you know, because I couldn't stop that. <laughs> But he was uh, the whole way just holding his two cheeks apart. Because, I mean, yeah, it was bad for him. I mean, yeah. he was in pain, but it was funny. Oh, my God. Um, and so I guess he was um, very upset. And I, you know, so that was the, that's Hillary's favorite. Yeah. Is the, Do you know how it was But it resolved? feels too on theme. I mean, pretty easy. I don't know the, right, because they have to, you know, getting things out of people's rectum is is a is a talent in the ER because it, depending it's on the object. <laughs> that is an art. It is. I mean, you have to figure out 
you know, I did hear this, for example, well, there was one story, I didn't do this call, but someone came in with a, with a light bulb in there and it was stuck and they were oh, worried shit. about when they try and pull it out, if it shatters, Oh God! right. That can cause, so they, that, you know, took some problem solving. I don't know how they, I mean, they, they did it. Oh my um, God. You know, with this, they've got all sorts of, I mean, cause again, we don't do this, you know, um, almost like, Oh, laparoscopic type yeah. like robotic type you know or like flexible yeah you got to get a robot to so do that, it you got to get a robot for the butt right? stuff <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a robot job know, definitely yeah. it is you know so i do know it was remedied and the guy was fine that's that's actually you know they don't give us a, especially they get annoyed right you can follow up on patients sometimes yeah. but when they know you're following up just because something's funny, they get a little. I can imagine. Frosty. Yeah, you're about like, it. why are yeah, you only so, following up on the butt stuff? <laughs> yeah, think of the butt. Yeah, you don't want to be known as that yeah. guy, only asking about butt yeah. stuff, right? You know. But so that's. I mean, I don't know how many. I mean, I know you guys are doing tales for the ER. I don't know how many. I butt stuff. Because there's, there's a lot of butt stuff in it. I ER. imagine. Uh, well, Hillary told me one about a guy who cut off his penis or something or yes. so, <laughs> what's mm-hmm. that what's that story so a man um was caught in some manner by his wife cheating and i do think there was drugs and alcohol involved and so he to uh prove that he would never cheat because he's very upset that i think his wife was going to leave him so he did it to himself oh with, my with god oh my god uh yeah and so um we weren't the first ones there, you know, so there were medics there first. We didn't do anything medically for this man. Oh. Uh, the medics were trying to convince him. He was in a very bummer mood. <laughs> but the medics, I remember he was refusing pain meds of all kinds. Oh. And one of the, and one of the medics was like, bro, this didn't even happen to me. And I'm hurting for you. Yeah. Let me give you pain meds. And so there's, is this sort of, I think it is. a. I mean, it's a rule. I don't know if it's a lot. You have to bring all the body parts to the hospital. You know, you can't, you know, we couldn't bring him without his member to the ER, but he wouldn't tell anyone where it was. Um, So the police, so the police were there looking, (laughs) fire was looking. It ended up being under the bed. Um, And so we had to grab it and go to the hospital. And they did that one. I know they, I were successfully reattached Whoa. that it was uh because it was a clean cut right so it was um you know it's, it's get, to get specific it gets hard if it's something's mangled yes. right but if you do it with something that's sharp you know if, like for example my friend's father um a lovely man accidentally he was snow blowing his driveway snowblower got jammed he forgot to turn it off stuck his hand oh. in and that one was bad you know he so his couple of his fingers launched out through the snowblower into his backyard oh, right no. and so we had to get those fingers but they had been thrown many feet and of course it's getting dark out and and now one, we would not have been successful if it hadn't been for the fire department having a thermal imaging camera oh you know they whoa. showed up which was a really clever fix yeah. i mean i had not had not occurred to me i think a police officer had the idea and they so they showed up with a thermal imaging camera which they use of course you know, in buildings to see if there's yeah. someone they forgot, right? And they were able to pick out the fingers in the backyard oh my God. Wow. through the camera and go grab them all. Yeah, so those, I know that those got reattached even too, but it was a bit more difficult. But again, any clean cut, yeah. pretty, you're lucky. Huh. 
So okay, good to know. That's good for that's good for everyone to know <laughs> who's go. listening. That if you're going right. to dismember yourself, just make sure it's a clean cut. <laughs> make sure it's sharp. Yes. yes. And then, uh, is there any and other? You can take it back. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can take it back. Is there any other crazy <laughs> stories that like stand out to you? Yeah. So here's the problem. A lot of them are super big bummers. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I to, uh, <laughs> you know, we try and sticking to the uh, the funnier ones. Uh, I mean, we did have one. Uh, you know, a, a young woman said she'd had an abdominal pain and, you know, you, you say it's got one to 10, right? And I think she had said five or six out of 10, you know, and, um, you know, check her vitals. Um, everything seemed okay. Uh, I was in the back and then she kept, she kept saying that she has pressure building up in her pants and general, and, but she didn't seem in great distress. Uh, and we were pretty close. We were just a couple months away from the hospital and so generally at the point I would ask people because, you know, if I have to check, I'm going to have to cut your pants. And a lot of people don't like you ruining their clothing, right? You, there's no way to just nicely take off someone's pants. Yeah. You have, you ruin them. You know, especially like cyclists that get in accidents, they get so mad because you ruin their, really? their expensive. That's crazy. Oh, cyclists are by far the worst. They get so mad at you. Really? So, oh, we can't do anything. We got to cut your spandex. <laughs> you know, sir, it's always a sir. You know? Not the spandex. Um, yeah, I think it's got to be, you know. So, you know, I was like, I remember they were in jeans. I was like, look, I gotta, I'm gonna ruin your jeans. You know, are you sure you want me to? She said, I think so. I said, okay. Uh, and so I did. And um, so she was giving birth at this point. And, and I remember, and it's so silly because I had asked her if she was pregnant. And she said, no. And I, being an idiot, believed her. Um, oh, God. And so I said, ma'am, you're giving birth. And she said, I'm not pregnant. And I, I remember just saying, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't I mean, There's a baby here. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, my a baby partner, down here. I don't know. What to tell you. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I mean, this sounds so selfish. I was panicking for myself because I had already given the radio report to the hospital. Oh. And so I had said she's not pregnant. I had said right. You know, she has abdominal pain and we were showing, I was like, oh, they're going to chew me out so badly when we show any. And so I was scrambling to get the hospital back on the radio. They were not answering. Oh, no. And then I was working with a medic. So they, they outrank me. So the medic was driving because just abdominal pain wasn't a medic issue. Right. right? But then it quickly switched. Oh, so God. his name was Ben. I said, Ben, you know, you got to get back here. We got to switch. And Ben was like, no, it's too late. We're pulled into the hospital. And so we showed up. And yeah, sure enough, the ER was furious with me. Um, <laughs> but again, I just believed yeah. the person, right? I, you think, and she didn't believe she was pregnant either. Um, oh, my God. So that was, I mean, that one was a Well, there are these weird fun. stories of, like, women getting their period there's All a whole throughout. show. Right. Yes, I didn't know I, I, was, know pregnant. I was pregnant. I did. Right. Yeah, I think it's it's not, I mean, a lot, but I think it's not terribly uncommon. I think everyone I've talked to yeah. who works in the ER or ambulance has had a situation like that. Oh, my God. Wow. You know. Literally yeah, my which worst is a, nightmare. <laughs> yeah. um, it didn't happen to me. I mean, you know, the thing about the cornucopia is just frustratingly... Um, like hacky, right? Right. Like if I were to write that, yes, yeah, it seems me on yeah, right. Thanksgiving, just be too on yes. theme, right? And the same thing, and that's what's I think the most frustrating to me dealing with people. You know, my buddy who used to be my partner on the ambulance, he's now an ER nurse, oh and he had one a couple summers ago. A guy come in with really bad third degree burns, 
uh, all over him. And it turns out that he was um, getting ready for a, a white supremacist rally and was filling <gasps> those, those tiki torches, tiki torches, and absolutely burn the shit out of himself. Oh my uh, god! So god. it's just like I mean, again, if you were to write, yes, it sounds you would get the note. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, they just say that's too on the nose. Yes, you know, holy shit! But well, that's yeah, karma so for that, you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Holy shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Alex, this is so we're gonna have wow. to have you on again for more stories. Cause I this is like no, for right? hours. I know, I swear to God, this should be like a whole new podcast of just like crazy ER stories. Oh, Although absolutely. there's like I guess like I'm, fifteen shows about it. Uh I'm I'm now addicted. There's a lot. I'm yeah. addicted to all these reenactment shows now of uh Ask mm-hmm. ask Hillary to help me become a reenactment actress. That's my new passion in life. Um, so I went to college with a guy with a so a, a girl whose father was a professional reenactment actor, oh, wow. and I we were there orientation weekend, and I was at a table with you know a bunch of guys yeah. I just met. I was like, that guy's famous. <laughs> what do you mean he's famous? It's like, I saw him in a lifetime reenactment. <laughs> and then we went we went up and asked him and the guy he does i mean that's just all like rapist killer it's all he does it's just bad guy in a oh my god and i guess he does enough of it where you can pick him out that's like i mean it's it's a niche like job that i'm sure if there's a but i wonder if if you're always if you're that guy if people and you watch a ton of those shows if it's distracting if you've seen that guy before or if you like it, where you're like, oh, that's that's oh, my that dude. Guy. That's He's my good. reenactement dude. He's like the George I think you like yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, you like it, dude. Yeah. That's my dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alex, is there anywhere on social media or anything like that where you can be found or you want to be found? Nope. That's a hard no. Um, <laughs> I don't have any. I know. I mean, you can follow my wife or my cat. Okay. Where's your cat? Where can people <laughs> follow your cat? <laughs> Birdie the kitty. Yeah. Um, you have a Persian, right? I do. It's so cute. Ooh. She's she's waddling around here it was her birthday on friday oh my god big deal happy birthday yeah. how old happy birthday six years old oh, good age good good age, good, good yeah, age. We, yeah <laughs> we bought her in a target parking lot in pasadena what where we got her. <laughs> yeah we thought we were being scammed it was not a scam that's an, an incredible uh, another incredible yeah. story um <laughs> alex thank you so much and we'll let you know uh when this comes out we appreciate it oh no problem it was so nice <laughs> meeting you, you all. have a good one bye right. thanks so, thank you bye so if you have any crazy er stories if you're a doctor if you're a nurse and anything weird you've viewed anything weird or if you've gone to the hospital for anything weird Melissa, where, or if you have any embarrassing sex stories, I'd honestly be down to hear that too. Melissa, where can people reach us? Or if you believe that women shouldn't be doctors, you can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. All right. Well, I am Allie. That cucumber story is not about me. I swear to God, Siegel. And I'm Melissa. Wash your cucumbers, Stetton. Yes. And I'm producer Maria. Uh, why not make a salad? Blasucci. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why not make a nice salad? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye.
An Erio's original. Powered by ACAS. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.